The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hey, everyone, listen, uh, you can help us keep starving for attention free to download with minimal ads by taking a couple of seconds and just filling out this podcast one survey. Uh, The responses are going to help us align to the appropriate advertisers uh, so that you can listen to things that you really want to listen to. The survey is short and completely anonymous. It takes no more than five minutes. A matter of fact, uh, we clocked ourselves at four minutes and 12 seconds the other night doing it. There are two easy ways to begin the survey. You can go to www.podcastone.com slash my survey or go to www.podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. If you filled out a survey in the past, hey, listen, thanks a lot for doing that, but we still need you to do it again. You do all of us at Starving for Attention and Podcast One a huge favor by filling it out. Thanks so much for supporting Starving for Attention and for taking the time to complete the survey. Go do it now. You got like two minutes. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Starving Attention. Richard Blaze is here. I'm joined by Jasmine Blaze, as I usually am. Hi. Which is a good thing. It would be so sad if I wasn't joined by you today, yeah. especially since we're recording from our dining room. Yeah, from a Monopoly Center. It is Monopoly Center. You're standing. You're sitting over. <laughs> we'll have to take a picture your, of it yeah. over my. I was going to say dominance, but I did make a move in the Monopoly game last night with our youngest to just kind of keep her in the mix. Yeah. I gave her Park Place and Boardwalk with two hotels yeah, on it. That one's already started paying out for you, so I feel like you might have made a good deal. I made a good deal because I, it was going to keep the game going a little bit, and I, they always want Park Place and Boardwalk. Can you? By the way, welcome to Monopoly 101, everyone, <laughs> yeah. for starving for attention. You Family Monopoly. You should, yeah. Um, where I, I think also, though, can we just real quick get this out because we sure. are recording? Mm-hmm. I am the family. I'm the Monopoly master, no, I think. No, like, as it's, usual you're just playing like a dad so like you have no like thought or concern for the children you're just like trying to win that's <laughs> not first of all you're like in this boa constrictor mode of like playing monopoly trying to choke out your kids finances first of <laughs> it's all really in- you're intense. the competitor in the family you're you're a little yes, bit more intense but i don't do that i don't do that with the kids i well, let I like them to try games. to like you know learn and and play and extend the game well i mean here's the strategy of monopoly here's what works for me and i'm pretty good just if anyone's listening bye 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 the first Early. two two or three, yeah. The first couple trips around the board where you can't really go bankrupt by landing on someone's space for five bucks. Buy everything. That's my Monopoly tip of the day. Hey, remember the joy and spirit of Peter Pan? Well, listen, there's a place where you don't have to grow up, even though the world tells you to, and that place is Walt Disney World. It's tough being an adult, but at Walt Disney World, you can put the adulting on pause and let the everyday stresses of life disappear. There's so much cool stuff you can do at Walt Disney World after hours, including a crawl of some of the best in-park drinking options. If the world tells you to grow up at Disney World, you don't have to WDW that's right Walt Disney World it's the perfect escape for millennials that's right you really cool hipster kids there's an entirely new way to experience it as an adult without kids from cool drinking options to the excitement of after hour events find your happy place here the dining options also uh, listen they're incredible how about the Yachtsman Steakhouse savor premium steaks fresh seafood and more at this family friendly New England style steakhouse man I bet you it's wicked good That was a really bad Boston accent. There are so many cool attractions and characters that bring your childhood to life and new experiences that you can appreciate as an adult. Relive the nostalgia of Disney or create some new memories now at WDW. We got to head over there. Uh, let's get into what the podcast is going to be about. Yes. Um, Jonathan Waxman is here. Let's just get right into this. 
Jay Wax. Jay Wax. Do you ever goes by that? No, but probably like Jay Dubs. It's like the college football um, naming process. Yeah, first, I like first letter initial. The dub dubs definitely works, right? The Warriors are called dubs. We have a, a Kate on our team. We call I her dubs. I think Jay Wax is way Wax cooler. Is first of all, <laughs> like I, I, anybody can be a dubs. Anyone. That's Williams, true. West. Yeah, that yeah. works. I like the I like Jay Wax. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. So um, this was recorded in Aspen. This was. We're gonna have um, a couple Aspen pods in a row at the Jerome we, Resident Hotel Jerome Residences. And it was fly. It was fly AF. As yeah. the kids might say. I mean, like, we're not at that point yet, but yeah, we buy a penthouse uh-huh. apartment in Aspen. Like, that's pretty I mean, nice. we could empty it out probably, uh, but <laughs> maybe not. Uh, using Monopoly money. Maybe. I'm using Monopoly money. <laughs> if I sold part wa- earnings, Boardwalk and yeah. Park Place for the uh, nice uh, rooftop uh, hotel Jerome residences, but there was a, a, a jacuzzi up there, a big kitchen, all sorts of rooms. Pretty nice, amazing. Nice view. Really, nice really view nice. I can't yeah. imagine what it looks like in the winter, but they were kind enough to uh, let us uh, borrow a place to record a couple of episodes. Uh, Jonathan Waxman is this one. We, uh, you know, recapped Aspen a little bit last week in the pod. Yeah. Uh, this was a big one because like Waxman wanted to do it. He's so, yeah. so friendly. He's so friendly. He's great. We've been trying to get him because he's opening up something in LA. So we kind of thought, oh, we can get him in LA. It'll be easier. Um, but that opening came and went and we were all too busy and didn't didn't connect. So this one worked out really well. Yeah. And uh, so we've been trying to get him on for a while. And even here, it looked like in the 11th hour, we were not going to be able to connect with him. Right. And he like was at a party. He was at like some American Express sort of. Uh, oh, yeah. The luncheon. No, no, no. He was at the luncheon. The trade luncheon. Okay. And then he was leaving to go to the, the goop pop-up with Gwyneth. That's what it is. Who's like... That's what it is. Who's he's all, like who's the all godfather of or something, something like that. Is it? Is that what it is? He seems like he's he should connected. be a godfather. He is. I, I, I mean... Well, you know what came up? It, this actually came up when we were talking about it. I don't know if he's the godfather of Gwyneth Paltrow, so I feel like I should say that, but I think someone yeah, told me that. Yeah, let's clarify that before. But he did yeah. say that he and her father were good friends. And I think it just harkens back to that day in New York when, like, all the creatives were like together and maybe it still is like that in New York, but like Bruce Paltrow, pretty famous guy, you know, creative and, you know, probably hanging out at, uh, uh, De Niro's place. No, at Waxman's place. Oh, Waxman's Ding place. Dong. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I this is spinning, your, this is I'm your segment this here. I'm this thread that, that like these guys all knew each other in the, you know, eighties or whenever it was. Yeah, 70s, for sure. 80s, whatever. Yeah, who yeah. knows what time? Like he's also like Waxman. Who knows what era it was? Because Waxman is sort of now ageless. It seems like true. Yeah. Like he's okay. So he's like um, you know he's been compared to Obi Wan Kenobi by you. you by not actually not be. <laughs> no. Um, a matter of fact, I think it was he. I think in the pot he might end up telling the story, but I believe it was Wiley Dufresne and Graham Elliott oh, yeah. who were competing on an episode of Top Chef Masters. I think I think he does. Wax, That's where they Wax, Waxman gets into it. They started it in filming, and he didn't. Yeah, just like it, right? sort of as something a joke, like that. right? In the interview rooms. Or yeah, exactly. Like that. Right. But it it makes a lot of sense. I think we've compared them, or I did last week in Aspen to also Gandalf. And I think there's you drew the comparison to Obi Wan here. We're getting into some nerd space, but like where Gandalf goes into the transition of from like Gandalf the Gray to the White, and sort of like a wizard with different cloaks and colors <clears throat> hair, and that like gets different powers as they age. I do feel like that's Waxman. Okay. Where Obi Wan, yes, he gets you know his mentor takes him down, uh-huh. which for Waxman would mean Bobby Flay uh, sabers him. 
Okay. I mean, Bobby no, Flay is arguably not, not his mentor, then his protege. His takes protege, him down. right? Okay. Bobby I was Flay. Trying, then I was really confused. Draw the I'm comparison. Like, How old is Bobby Flay? Someone send us the GIF where it's Obi Wan and Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and Obi Wan is Waxman. Not Darth Vader at yes. that time, though. Is he officially Darth Vader when they fight in that lava pit? In the lava We're pit. We're way off track here. We well, also like I mean, what what lava, that was their in the first fit, that first fight when it was you and McGregor and uh, that kid. No, that's uh, that's Qui Gon Jinn. Oh, really? Yeah. No, okay. Well, that's Darth Maul and Qui Gon. Who knows? We, we have not compared. We have to figure out who in the culinary <laughs> world, Qui Gon, and I'm also probably pronouncing his. I name. thought you and McGregor Neeson. was young Obi Wan. He was. Yeah, so and then you, the the boy that plays. What's the Darth boy, Vader's name before he's Anakin Darth Vader. Skywalker? Thank you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Obi Wan. We gotta killed. go write this down. Obi Wan gets killed by Darth Vader. I know he gets killed. I'm saying they right. fight in the lava fields, and that and that and that's when uh, Darth. We're Vader gonna get all sorts of emails right now because I don't even Darth know what Vader. the lava fields are. But we should we should probably just like slow it down, both of us, because I like I'm pronouncing <laughs> names wrong. You're in some <laughs> lava fields. You're mixing up like I think uh, Indiana Jones. No, I'm not mixing it up. Star Wars. I, maybe it's calling it the lava fields. It's confusing you. I don't know any of those names. Listen, I'm anyway, not that big of a nerd. That's obvious, <laughs> but also probably that's a good thing. Yeah. Because yeah. um, with two of us, what would we do? Right. Um, but someone should send us the gif of Vader and Obi Wan. But where Vader's fillet and Obi Wan is Waxman, you, you don't want to see that. I don't no, want to yeah, see that. I would see it. I put the little gif up of um, oh, yeah, I have it. Obi Wan and Wa- Waxman. Yeah, we'll put um, it up yesterday. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we should spin off into our yeah. Monopoly Star Wars maybe podcast. Maybe we should. Yeah, <laughs> um, we can get back on track. But I this guess. was a lot of uh, a fun to see Waxman. It always is because again, I think I mentioned it. And I've mentioned it in the past that Waxman just gives me the spirit that we can keep on trucking you know for you know the rest of our lives quite honestly right Right. like he just has this amazing energy um where he just keeps going uh and continually keeps evolving and becoming better and yes you're watching now you're showing me the clip right when he's like young anakin and obi-wan right but they don't i don't think there's death in that scene right no one dies there they come back technically anakin dies but that's, That's where, in our scenario, <laughs> that is where Flay okay. gets the squeeze bottle of cilantro oil and ancho honey. Eye, yeah. Right. Like okay. that's, and that's where Anyways. he becomes dark Bobby Flay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, but uh, what were your thoughts? And you, you have not spent a lot of time with Waxman. No, but I, I mean, I, I, I dig him. I think he's pretty like zen guy. Like, I like how you say dig him too, because I feel like that's like kind of like that. perfect for like Waxman. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like he's a, you know, zen guy. I like, I, you know, I, I like, like you said, I like when people can reinvent themselves or people can, you know, continue to in- create and innovate. And like, you know, what was it a, less than a year ago that we saw, we ran into him in L.A., looking trim and like had just finished some vegan vegetarian something and like you know like yeah we ran into him at a vegetarian mexican restaurant right uh, near the pod studio a vegan mexican restaurant uh i mean you want to give him a shout out i mean what's the name of that place again uh gracias madre gracias madre it's okay yeah yeah well it's it's good good to give and uh and waxman was there looking all trim playing tennis uh and yeah so he's opening up new restaurants and he's but what we get into in the pod that is always inspiring to me is waxman now is a regular on your television screen like right, across yeah. different networks and he's not afraid to go out there and cook he's competed he's judging different things uh, and I just love that because it's showing like the arc of these you know classically trained and somewhat serious chefs that understand the game right yeah, right and uh, or, don't, it, or don't or don't mind playing in the game exactly you know what I mean yeah there's um, there are some I and mean, we talked about it before there's some that are like oh never 
I'll never do TV. Right. You know, exactly. and like I, I just That's think it's, now, it's media, you know. I mean, there's nothing. It's just like saying I'll never answer a publicist call for your favorite barbecue recipe. Like, it, you know, like it's all media. Oh, did someone say that to you? I feel like that's a personal story. No, but I, you that know. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't no, Eli. But it's just, You're kind of giving it Eli's voice a little maybe. bit. Who I just sent him a but text it's, message. It's, it, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's just the industry is growing, you know. Absolutely. Speaking of growing, Jasmine Blaze. Uh, you're not growing. I, just, I mean, you know, <laughs> but speaking of growing the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, Real guys. quick, before we get into the guest here, uh, just shooting up the charts over the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to figure out what it was. I mean, we've done a little bit of television where now, like people are saying, here's Richard Blaze. Yeah. Well, you did a, pod. you did a food, uh, next food network star right. episode, right? Where on food network. It was, and it was a podcast theme challenge. Podcast specific. So I feel like that kickstarted it. It, and it now, gets people to, to click over on their phone for yeah. sure and a lot easy. of people that maybe didn't even know what a podcast was like i still get a lot of um yeah. dms and people are like i don't never yeah, listen thing, to a podcast this thing's still tipping for sure so uh thank you so much though we've been in yeah, the top welcome 50 too. charts welcome to the and welcome to the show right? yeah if you jumped yeah. on because of these last two weeks where you saw us in aspen or you saw us on a food network show uh or you just heard about us uh we'd love to hear how you heard about us uh what you like what you don't like i mean maybe not really what you don't like but tell us what you like um and thank you because we're in the top 50 in the arts category and creeping into the overall top 200 maybe even soon that's amazing and it's all because of you so thanks for hanging out with us hey i know this is a little weird but uh take a moment to think about your undies i know it is very weird but your first thoughts probably aren't they're awesome which is why i want to tell you about me undies they're comfy awesome undies that'll make you feel good and when you feel good Anything is possible. MeUndies are made with a material sustainably sourced from beechwood trees. Their naturally soft fiber makes a fabric that won't sag down or ride up. And trust me, once you put on a pair, you'll get it. As a matter of fact, uh, my MeUndies socks I've been wearing for a couple days. I don't really recommend that, though. With MeUndies, you can get undies sent right to your door. No more hunting around for the perfect pair at a crowded store and eventually settling for something that's, uh, you know, just good enough. MeUndies is so sure you'll love the first pair that if you're not happy, they'll do whatever they can to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, keep them and they'll refund you. So it really is risk-free to try the best underwear ever. Still not sure? Well, MeUndies has a deal for our listeners. First-time purchasers get 15% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. That's 15% off plus free shipping and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be happy together potentially forever. Get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself to get 15% off your first pair of free shipping, a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash starving. That's MeUndies.com slash S-T-A-R-V-I-N-G. Jasmine, are you ready to listen to uh, Jay Wax? Definitely. Here he is, Jonathan Waxman. Jonathan Waxman is in the building. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, what happened? We gave you the wrong address. Oh my gosh. I love your shirt. Thank you. You know Jasmine. Hey. Team Blaze. Hi everybody. This is Joe, my uh, my uh, only male friend. Your there. Friend? Yes. Um, <laughs> it is a nice deal. We Jen and I just hiked up over the top of. Not over the side of Red Mountain. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so we we're going to talk about hiking actually for a second. But we had right before you walked in, uh, we were having a discussion, sort of a current event thing. What is? What are your thoughts, Jonathan Waxman, on Kanye? 
you know, any thoughts uh, on Kanye, Kanye right now? West? Yeah, Kanye West. The <laughs> Do you know artist, West? the yeah, Kanye <laughs> West. I know, I never met the dude. No, but I mean, you know, he's a controversial character and like we Why is he why do you think he's controversial? I don't think he's as controversial I as think Jasmine just, thinks. No, I yeah. just think he he you know, he he has that knack for the gab, you know. Headline he, grabber? Yeah, he he mm. just has that you know, certain people have that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's a gift. You can't make that stuff up. I mean, you can't have guys like sitting in a room writing up that stuff. Yeah. You just, you got to be able to do it spontaneously. I respect him as an artist. That's what, that's what I was saying. Yeah, and I, I think, too, that um, when you, you know, in the old days there were people that have uh, f- you money. Now that people have f- everybody money, he has right. kind of f- everybody money. So right. He wants. Nice. You know? Which, what is the dollar amount for that? I don't even know, but that, that's... Oh, the dollar amount's a half, a half million. Okay. That, that's, a, that's a criteria. So, and then if you're worth a half million, then you're in the ready category. Nice, nice. Um, you, it really should solidify it if you are about a billion, a billion and a half. And to be very comfortable, it's four to five billion. That's Jay-Z. Four to five billion. Jay-Z's yeah, yeah, four to five billion. And then you're, then you're, then you're okay. You know, at one billion, you're kind of like like twelve fifty in the in the in the Forbes list. But you know, you want to notch yourself up a little bit. Well, I you know I knew we were going to get a lot of wisdom, but you were dropping wisdom, dropping knowledge right off the bat. The second, uh, again, it was really it was heated up in here before you got here, and we were front. It was first Kanye, then you came up naturally because you were coming, you're know, walking down the block, and we sent you to the wrong address. Okay. Uh, and we were sort of like everyone know you're you're like you're you're like. The godfather of this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone respects you so much. And I said that you're sort of like um, the Gandalf. And then, of course, everyone said Obi-Wan. And I want to know which, which character do you think you're more similar to? <laughs> really? Is it Gandalf or Obi-Wan? Like- well, you know, the Obi-Wan moniker came about when I did Top Chef Masters. And um, I didn't know that they were calling that behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was really Wiley. It was, it was really, Wiley, right? It yeah. was Wiley. Wiley, you know, uh, came up with it, and he just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So, But I didn't hear about it. They didn't tell me. They, they, you know, at one point, it slipped out, and I don't remember what it got, and one of the judges already had heard about it. So, you know, it trickled up, up upstairs. And I was just like... Um, is Lucas going to sue me? I mean, like, you know, what's going to happen? Right, like, oh, they're letting you, know, you say it? Exactly. Um, but I was flattered, to be honest with you, because, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of those movies, most of them. Of course. And um, Wow, what a, what, what a subtle way to take a shot at Jar Jar Banks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was and, so subtle. Just like, and, uh, uh, but the, la- the last two, especially the last one, is pretty magnificent. And I love J.J. Abrams. I think he's, uh, he's a brilliant... Director, producer, uh, writer. I mean, Westworld. I mean, come on. I mean, that's yeah. like that's that's just that's the, wow. You, yeah. So that's all the topics we that, just covered before you walked genius. up. Anyway, um, the, the Obi Wan thing is. Um, I think everybody wants to be like Obi Wan. You know, this is true. Everybody wants to have that. You know that package of, of knowledge and experience to be able to understand things. And I was I was flattered by that. You know, obviously I don't have any of that nonsense. But um, I think that um, you know, if people look up to me in that way, I'm I'm, I'm okay. With it's that. a it's a badass compliment. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. And I do try to mentor people now, especially. Um, I think our industry is kind of at a big crossroads. I think hmm. we're really at a delicate um, situation where there's a lot of weirdness going on. Now, obviously, it's a political environment. Yes, that, that has a huge huge dark cloud around things 
Um, but also, I think, you know, let's face it, you know, with Berdan's suicide, um, the whole sexual harassment thing, um, Me Too. Um, but I think the restaurant industry as a whole is at a crossroads because, you know, the employment rate is down to 3.5%. Right. So no one can find help. Right. We're all struggling. And, you know, how do you coax people into an industry that has these sort of dark clouds around it? And I think that's, it's a great challenge. And, and I think, listen, I think we have talent galore out there. I think there's a lot of young people coming up that are really excited about doing stuff. Um, and they are passionate, but it's enticing the bigger crowd. You know, we're the big, second biggest industry in, in America. The biggest industry in America is, is U.S. government. Um, second biggest industry is, is food. And, um, you know, people, you know, they, you know, they got to breathe. They got to drink water. They got to eat. They got to eat. Yeah. So we're kind of have people at hello. So, you know, it's, it's up to the indus- leaders of the industry, I think, to really reassess how we do things. Which is you and you're a mentor. So now is the perfect time for me to say this. Help us, Jonathan Waxman. You're our only hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay, so listen, Richard, you know, you, you know I adore you more than anybody, and, and I always feel that you're that person that I, um, I trust and admire. Oh, and, man, does everyone hear this? By the way, yeah, and, thousands uh, of people are listening. And um, I think that um, you, I think, more than anybody will appreciate what I'm going to say, is that um, talent isn't everything, you know? And I'm trying to figure out how I should take that, but, but you know, but you know what I mean. You, you've gotten here on your merits as, as a as a chef, as a cook, perhaps, and and, and your business, and you have you know good. You have chutzpah, yes, and, and chutzpah really drives a lot of the bus. But the the hidden secret is that we're the worst business people on the planet. Oh, so true. Yeah, so and true. we have to admit it. And yeah. you know, at one point, um, people can you know take us for a ride and extort everything from us. And I don't think anybody thinks when they're 25 years old, they're on top of the world, let's say they, they want Top Chef, for instance, or they, you know, or they got the best new chef in Food & Wine magazine, or something like of that ilk. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what their life will be when they're 50 or 60 years old, and there's no plan, there's no, there's no, um, there's no master plan for anybody's career and not, there's no individual plan for any chef or a cook or manager for that reason. So and did you have that foresight? I, I didn't know. I, okay. had, zero, I had zero. And I, um, um, and I think a lot of chefs are, you know, um, challenged school-wise. I think a lot of us chose cooking because that was the, that was the last resort. No one else could do it. 100%. Yeah. And, uh, you know, That's how the pirate ship started you know, exactly. in the first place. Right. I started as a dishwasher. I was a... You know, I was the, I was the grunt in the kitchen, and I know what it's like. You know, to work yourself up to that you know to that situation. But I was talking to Tim Love about this, and and it's a little bit like baseball. His son is is really really wants to become a professional baseball player, and he's he's at that age where he wants to play in college. He wants to maybe get recruited or anything else. The, the the crazy thing is that one percent of those players in college get to the big right. get to the game. And why? It, it's, is, it, is it because they weren't hardworking? No. It's, there's some weird mojo. There's some weird, it's a little bit DNA, it's a little bit experiential, it's a little bit um, 
uh, intellect. It's a little bit of business acumen, it's a, but it's, it's personal drive. But it's luck. At the end of the day, it's luck. Right. At the end of the day, you are in the right place at the right time. And you get a coach that understands your idiosyncrasies and, and does that. And I think the same thing is for a mentor with chefs, that you have to look at people. People say, I, I've heard people poo-poo people that I, I see. They have a tremendous amount of talent. Right. And, and that they really are being pushed aside because somebody doesn't realize how good they are. It's also jealousy, too. A lot of times... It, that's it, hard. It, Listen, yeah. um, that's a real thing. Like, I fight... Like, I know that I get jealous. And it's not like I don't... I want everyone else to succeed. And it's actually maybe not jealousy. It's more like a drive thing. It's, but I like, think it's jealousy. I think... That, <laughs> I, I, know, I, know, I, I feel that, you know, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're not... Um, if you like at the beard awards, if you don't get the award, there's I'm sorry, there's jealousy, right? You know, there's like Michael Chimurusi's been up eleven times now. You know, I, I feel you know what uh, you know. I want to you know wring everybody's neck. Say, look, no one else gets nominated next year. We're just giving it to Chimurusi. That's it. You know, he's the most underrated great chef in America. He's like the Susan Lucci of you know, James Beard. Is well, it? Crazy. <laughs> but I, I think that um, as far as mentorship goes, I think um, the the most important thing really is to get people. Out of the ostrich mode. So you're embracing your role as a mentor. Okay, everyone. In food, the source indicates quality. It evokes craftsmanship and traditional old world values. And the source reinforces the connection we have to each other and to the world. S. Pellegrino, bottled at the source in Bergamo, Italy since 1899, is a premium mineral water that's naturally filtered by the Italian Alps. During this 30-year underground journey, minerals are absorbed as the water flows through geological formations to its source, creating a unique and refreshing taste. I knew I couldn't really put my, uh, my, 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 my tongue on exactly what it was but it's the geological formations obviously as chefs we're meticulous about the ingredients we select for our menus we insist on knowing the sources where our food comes from and we also love to support farmers and suppliers who share our values those we know and trust water believe it or not is a crucial ingredient in in our food and any beverage experience it often opens and closes the meal and can leave a lasting impression in all of my restaurants I proudly serve S. Pellegrino not only because of the taste and how it enhances the flavor of the food I serve but because of the brand's relentless support of the culinary community facilitating mentoring opportunities and supporting the livelihood of culinary arts s pellegrino is a brand that i trust directly from the source i enjoy it not only at my dinner table at the restaurants but at home uh this holiday season and quite honestly for any season like maybe the july 4th that's coming up as you gather around the table with family and friends i encourage you to enhance your own meals by choosing s pellegrino to find s pellegrino in your area and for some additional culinary inspiration visit sanpellegrino.com At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool. Hey, everyone, listen, uh, you can help us keep starving for attention free to download with minimal ads by taking a couple of seconds and just filling out this podcast one survey. Uh, The responses are going to help us align to the appropriate advertisers uh, so that you can listen to things that you really want to listen to. The survey is short and completely anonymous. It takes no more than five minutes. A matter of fact, uh, we clocked ourselves at four minutes and 12 seconds the other night doing it. There are two easy ways to begin the survey. You can go to www.podcastone.com slash my survey or go 
to www.podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. If you filled out a survey in the past, hey, listen, thanks a lot for doing that, but we still need you to do it again. You do all of us at Starving for Attention and Podcast One a huge favor by filling it out. Thanks so much for supporting Starving for Attention and for taking the time to complete the survey. Go do it now. You got like two minutes. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. So back to the Obi-Wan thing. If you're Obi-Wan, who's your Darth Vader? Is Bobby Flay your Darth Vader? That's funny. Um, <laughs> you know, um, that, that is, that, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I could say a name, but uh, I won't. Okay, fair um, enough, fair enough. Bobby is like my little brother. I and, love I just spent and, some time with and, him. And uh, um, he is delightful. I've been very, I've been blessed. I've had a, a lot of people that have come through my kitchen. Um, Hunter Lewis, the new editor of Food and Wine magazine, came through my kitchen. Pretty much everyone. I remember being on set recently with you, and like it was like every big name. You're like, yep, that person worked for me. That person worked for me. Yeah, Those I three mean, people. I, I, I think in that respect, I've been very lucky. But also, I think too that um, artistry is was really tiny. When I started off, it was it was it was it was it was like a little a little tiny little ball, and now it's starting to expand. And I think um, what I think the beauty of the artistry now is that. It's 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 becoming, you know, strategically implanted in all these different cities in America. Right. It's done at different levels. People are choosing um, to do not just restaurants, but you know, different styles of restaurants and different kinds of food venues and uh, thinking outside the box. I think all that, all this stuff is really great. Remember back in the day when I was, when I started out, there was Italian cuisine, there was French cuisine, and Mexican cuisine, and Chinese cuisine. That right. was it. It was pretty boring. You know, it was great, but it was, you know, and now, you know, uh, my son's going to school at Rice University and, uh, in the fall, and, and I was talking to uh, Hugo Ortega about this, and he said, uh, uh, Houston's the most diverse culinary city in America. Yeah. And you think about it, there's, you know, probably over 120 different kinds of food in one city. Right. And that's a, People don't know that, right? That, it's like I think that's, great. To me, that's remarkable, and it, to me, it's it's what you know. I was I was indoctrinated by you know very liberal, you know, semi communistic parents in Berkeley in the in the fifties, right? And you know, I thought the world was going to be you know uh, uh, polymorphous. I think everybody was going to get along. Everybody was mm-hmm. going to you know the world was going to change, and everybody was you know. Of course, when I got out of the real world, I realized that wasn't going to happen. But it's in the back of my mind, I saw sort of things that, uh, I, you know, sort of that utopian society where, you know, at least in my own industry, that we learn how to respect each other, number one. And number two is that we learn from each other. And number three, that um, we, we don't get jealous. We don't, we don't get, you know, angry if someone does better than us. We, um, it, it, so you don't? You don't? I, 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 I'm always... Always or, or this is a, uh, something that you've learned? No, no, I always, I'm always like, you know, I love seeing people do better than me. Nice. Or seeing people, hmm, come, see, up with, seeing people come up with ideas. And then, um, and then I can just steal the hell out of those things. <laughs> nice. You know, I can play, you know, plagiarism, you know, is, is a wonderful thing. Um, and in the food world, no recipe can be patented. There's no, there's no legal uh, precedent to say that you can't steal somebody's recipe. Speaking of which, I just put a roast chicken with salsa verde on the menu. <laughs> and, and, Perfect. And, and I, I was just talking to Tony Montuana about this dish that I want to do, which is 
I, I, I just sort of thought of it the other day is when you take tuna tartare and you mix it with scrambled in, in a scrambled egg mixture and you make a tuna tartare omelet. Mm. Amazing, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is it like, yeah. I haven't done it yet, but uh, it I, think it, I think it's going to work, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that, that's part of the, you know, the whole creative process, which I think, you know, drives the bus, that, you know, that you come up with these things in the middle of the night, hopefully they work. Um, I mean, do you think the jealousy is just human nature, or do you think the jealousy is because what you were saying earlier, that there isn't a roadmap for a lot of these people? They don't know what... I think a lot of it's ignorance. Yeah? 100%. I think people um, uh, just don't get it that... They are pretty good themselves, and if somebody somebody wins a race, that doesn't mean anything. It's just nonsense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I always I always think that that's a you know sort of a false economy being jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, it's a false economy hating people. So how how, do, how have you? Um, so you mentioned like you, you first came up. There's only a couple of different genres of cuisine, but the thing that you've mastered, the thing that I want to, I want you to mentor me on is how have you been able to sort of evolve and see some of these shifts like okay there were three cuisines now Stay there's fusion cuisine and now there's you know big box restaurants whatever it is and then media because that's to me also the thing that you somehow as like this you know wise chef like you you don't shy away from doing television shows and doing media and we're doing this podcast and uh, you know i didn't want to do tv you didn't i, I know i was um uh Sarah Abel from Baltz Company came to me. She said, "I want you to do, uh, I want you to do um, Top Chef Masters," and I said, "I'm not going to do it." And um, she kept saying, "She was very, very sweet and and nurturing and cajoling and nudging and nudge and nudge." And finally, Tom Clicko called me up and just said, "I can do it." So, uh, <laughs> right. Um, but I was really proud of Bobby and what he had done. Right. And I could never feel that I could ever get to his his stature in the TV business. I feel he really accomplished something that was amazing. And, you know, I, you know, it wasn't that, it just wasn't going to be for me. That wasn't what I was meant to do. And then all this stuff happened and, you know, and, but now, now you're on the circuit though. But now you didn't want to do it. Now you're like, I see you on every set everywhere. Yeah. And you know, I, so now I'm sort of, I I want to be the Michael Caine of, of, yes. Food TV. Oh my gosh. An uh, actor prepares. One of my favorite books. You know, and you need uh, to do, wait, are you, do you have the book that that's like, you know, that Michael, the the actor prepares book, right? Have you ever read it? No. So it's, um, Michael Caine basically breaking down for younger actors. This is how you're this is how you do it. Yeah. You need to do the food version of that book. And, and so hopefully at one point I might get the TV show that I really want to do. Right. Which is yeah, pitch it right here. Yeah. Well, the TV uh, there's there's a there's I'll a, go pitch it as my own. Yeah. <laughs> Steal it. Well, you're not you're not old. You're okay, not, okay, fair enough. Hair, so, <laughs> you know, um, and you're you're too good looking. Oh my god. So you'll never All right. get you there. Okay. So I always loved the actors workshop and I always felt that really the insight of in looking into people, whether they're directors or actors or you know producers, I thought was an important way of understanding film because I think film is somewhat hard to really understand, at least topically. And I think chefs, not a lot of chefs open up to people. No, that, I mean, that's, I, I that's why you, most of them aren't that great on television. Yeah, I think I think a lot of chefs are really reticent to uh, expose. The true, the true self, um, but I think I can get people to do that. I think so. I'm ready uh, to tell you everything right now. Yeah, but I, but I think I can. Because you gave me that steely when you just said that too. You <laughs> looked at me, and I was just so, ready. But I, I think it's important. Trust is part of it, 
And I think also they know that I'm, I'm as vulnerable as they are. And I think that at, at one juncture, you know, that I've had, like I'm writing my memoirs now, and uh, I was talking to some people about it, and, and they said, well, how far are you going to go? And I said, well, you know, I guess I have to go all the way. You know, you can't go part of the way because, you know, then the story's not 100% told. Right. Um, and I think that uh, that's the kind of show I want to do. You know, that, and, and it's, it's, and it could be, originally it was going to be done like a barbudo at night, or sitting around the kitchen mm. and kind of hanging around, a little bit like this, around a table, um, you know, maybe a little Charlie Rose meets, you know, uh, uh, Bourdain meets um, Actors Workshop kind of thing, a little bit of a, a, you know, kind of a little bit of combo of all that stuff. But I felt that it wasn't just about food people, that people that had a... Like Katie Kirk. Katie Kirk's a, a friend of mine, and, and you know her world wouldn't be complete if she didn't have food in it. Food is super important for her. That it's it's something that you know that she thinks about during the day, and it, it's a, it's it's actually reward for her. You know, when you see when she sits down, she she has a great time eating and and, and conversing with her staff and her friends. And I think it makes her more of a complete human being. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, no one understands the word restaurant. You know, the word restaurant means to restore one's spirit. And I think that, you know, as, as that's a little bit of my job is to sort of get, you know, if I did a TV show, to sort of people sort of like, you know, get, understand who you are. Who, what is the core Richard place? Who are you deep inside? What are your fears? You know, what drove you? What, what weird <laughs> happened in your childhood or, your, or whatever to get you to who you are today? And I think it's important. People love hearing this. Mm-hmm. I think people are so... I think they're so excited to hear people's history. It is true. I think now that's, you know, going back even when we opened talking about Kanye, it's like right now we're in this massive sort of authenticity moment, which is really weird because that just means, you know, just means really being yourself, right? We can see everyone on their social media page. We can see all the television. We hear all the sound bites. But like really when you sort of uh, present the, your failures and where you are vulnerable, like you said, I think that's kind of where you get your biggest reaction. I think so. Yeah. I, and the other show I want to do is I always love the two fat ladies, and I thought Sanchez, yes. Sanchez and I could do the two dudes. There you go. Nice. And uh, I think that could be pretty funny. Are you, but if you're going to do that, are you going to actually, like, who rides in the sidecar? Yeah. Like, uh, if it's going to no, be, no, no, it's, not no, straight we, parody, no, wanna, but... You, you can't do a straight parody. You have to, you have to, it's so, it, like, a 65 electric convertible. Okay. Nice. You know, or a, something, you know, something. So, it's a little, it's like two fat ladies meets uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. A little bit like that, but... It also it's, it's it's the cultural thing, you know, the Jew boy from Berkeley, you know, with the you know the Mexican from El Paso, you know, that have actually really done a lot of stuff, but they're coming together and it's just you know. I've always wanted to open up a Jewish Mexican restaurant. Have I ever told you this? No. It's called Oy Dios Mios. I like that. <laughs> well, it, it, uh, uh, Sanchez and I always want to have a restaurant called Siempre Cerrado. <laughs> Always closed. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, everyone, really excited about this. The truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong. That's right. We're not doing it for long enough, and we forget to change our brush on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip so different, you might be asking, because I am. For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. That made my teeth feel fresh just reading that quite honestly. Quip's built-in timer 
helps you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. And next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Jasmine, that sounds like it's a pretty good deal. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth, which quite honestly is everywhere, right? And finally, everyone loves Quip uh, because they were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's Best Inventions and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. That's pretty massive. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip each day. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquipped.com slash starving right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquipped.com slash starving. That's getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash starving, S-T-A-R-V-I-N-G. Uh, Jonathan Waxman, your time is valuable. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of a, since you, how many years have you been to the Aspen Food and Wine Classic? This I is, no, I have no Okay, idea. but you're, we're, no, we're a, a, a dozen, 10, 8, something like that. It's got to be, yeah, it's got to be <laughs> a dozen. 10, less since than I've 20, been here maybe. seven, I think, yeah. or eight. Uh, we're going to do this quick little game, Aspen do's and don'ts. Do, do you, does Jack, Jonathan Waxman participate in these things or not that are featured usually in Aspen? Uh, one, the after party scene. Are you a big after party guy? You know, not anymore. I just, I, you know what, I just, I like playing tennis in the morning. I know we were just talking about it. like last year. You were I feel, I feel like did I see you in a headband last year? Yeah. Do you play yeah. here? I played here yesterday. Where do you play? Uh, Aspen Meadows yesterday. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, live demonstrations, do's or don'ts. If you had to choose, I'm sure you actually have to. But are you uh, a fan of going up there and doing the live? I'm the hugest fan of, of live live demos. Me too. I think demos are a really great way to explain who you are. And also to give, I love teaching and the whole mentoring thing. And I think that um, audiences are very keen on learning what we know and how we how we how we produce good food because a recipe just doesn't show the nuances. When you do your demos, do you um, see? I'm insecure. You're not. Uh, do you look at who's performing next to you in the room next to you? Oh, no. I, I do. I, you really? Yeah, so tomorrow I'm going up against uh, Jacques and Claudia Pepin in the room next Ooh, to me. That's tough. So that's like, a, I, feel like the, the fan, <laughs> I feel like the fan bases are different, but that's a tough pairing. Like I've I, gone I a, think you guys are, you know, like it's, it's different worlds. Different worlds. Okay, good. So I, I, I wouldn't would pay, pay it one iota of mine. I, but I always do. I'm just you know, letting you into the insecurities of Richard Blaze. Okay, uh, panel discussions. I have a feeling that you, are, you like to do these things, or do you not like to do these things? You know, I think panel discussions are really good, especially if they're well-moderated and the topics are clean and precise. Um, where they get a little wonky, I think if there's a little, little bit of you know, generality that doesn't make so much sense. I did one about five years ago, actually with Jacques Marcus, um, myself with Dana as the, the moderator and we really talked about um, how we got started in our careers and I thought that was the most brilliant one now Jacques I could have listened to all day long right I was going to say though how I long mean, is that panel because as it we was know from podcasts origin stories it wasn't long enough yeah. and obviously Marcus's story is 
you know, without fast parallel. Fast and, um, and I just tell good jokes. So it, 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 it all worked <laughs> out pretty well. Uh, tents, tasting tents. You twirl around there, the big grand tastings, or do you not stay away from it? Um, you know, I like going to the tents and there's not a huge amount of people there, so I tend to go at off hours, you know? Like, I'll go... I would do it. When is the off uh, hour? I the off hour is kind of like the, at, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. beginning of the day. Um, I think there's also lunch time is when is a mm-hmm. good time to go. Are you going to uh, taste and eat? Or are you going to drum up business? Are you going to you just stroll around? around or? Complete voyeur. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just a little bit, little so people watching. Yeah, window shopping. I'm yeah. gonna go. Uh, because I heard there's a big giant picture of me down there this year, so I want to go see it. Gosh, I'm just being honest. You, you want revealing? I'm just going to be revealing. No, uh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> had to choose hike, hike, raft, bike. I think you already got into this. If you had to, uh, you're, when you're here, are you hiking, rafting, or biking besides playing tennis? Or not? Oh, hiking, hiking, hiking for sure. Nice. Um, edibles or no? Edibles are an important part of the, the festival experience. <laughs> That's what I was trying to explain earlier. Um, and, you know, there's certain gummy bears that are probably better than others. Okay, you got your um, favorite pick? Well, no, I just I always let um, uh, actually um, certain people who remain nameless uh, provide me with uh, the things that I usually run down make. the ingredient list. It's like uh, you, know, you have yeah, got to have your vendor. Have to, it has to be you can't have too much sugar in it. It has to be the right amount of dosage. Oh, the the sugar is an interesting part. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah think about that. That's yeah, an interesting. So, and uh, but I think that's a, that's an important. It, it is. Um, it's crucial. Well, although maybe a little less so now being Californian, but. Well, um, yeah. When you're cooking on site, are you doing a dinner or, or tasting here or at any of these events? Do you like to prep on site or ship your stuff? You know, I I used to not be a fan of shipping things because FedEx is notoriously hateful of chefs. Yes, mm-hmm. hateful. We got this call yesterday when we were around around. They're like, I mean, oh, we I can't. I don't know what they they see. They <laughs> see a restaurant on there and they go, we're gonna. Yeah. We're, oh, we're there's, gonna lose there's, there's a perishable sticker sit, on this. We're yeah. sit on a deck. On a, on a back on a, on a loading dock in 120 degrees, uh, you know, for three days, and, and then we're going to ship it to you. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of, of trying to use what is available on site, though. But you like sitting in the basement of one of these awesome hotels doing prep. Oh, um, I'm a little above that now. That's what I'm saying. You got, no, you got like one of your minions. I like the real answer. Way to keep it real. That's yeah. Most of uh, the, young, the younger chefs in here are like, yeah, I go down there. I, I, spend, I think I spend my time in Perth. I think you have. Yeah. And also, also I also see you, though, in the kitchens. You probably spend more time than I do. Uh, Nobu Matsuhisha for dinner or room service back at the hotel? You know, I'm a, I think the two greatest words in the English language are room service. Mm. But, uh, Damn, but, yes! Um, I do have a penchant for sitting outside at dusk at Matsuhisa. Mm. Mm. you got to do it. Yeah, so there, more time it's got to kind of a toss-up, I think. There you go. Uh, altitude prep. You doing any of the oxygen inhalation when you're up there hiking or playing tennis? Or I have not done it, but I feel like they I really want to do it the IV drips, too, now. Yeah, I think it's all horse. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I, I think that it, it, number one, my my thing is my advice, my mentorship, people. Perfect. Don't drink too much. Mm. Yeah. Don't 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 cascade the drinks right at the beginning. Yep. Try not to mix it out too much, and drink more water than you can ever possibly ever ever possibly think you need. That is so true. As we and, all like, uh, take what? a swig of water. You know, the, the humidity up here is ten percent. Twenty percent. We don't get it. You're evaporating moisture as 
you know, just sitting here. So yeah. imagine you do any physical activity. And it's hot today. So, you know, yeah. um, Michael Simon can't come here anymore because altitude is really, really wow. hurtful for him. Really? So you got to be careful. Yeah. You wow. Really have to be careful. Well, I'm going to stay hydrated. Uh, hey, here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well... Here's another tip you might not know about. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience experience. Some features are not available in all states. Jonathan Waxman, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Last thing we do on Starving for Attention is we play, well, we do this thing where we, we want Jonathan Waxman to 86 something for us. It's 86. Something in the world, something in your world, something that you're just fed up with, you want to get rid of. It could be serious or not. Oh, yeah, a very popular, popular answer on this very show. Popular, it's number one by a clear keeps, four or five keeps, uh, clicks. Yeah, it, just keeps, keeps it does. It's uh, the two most popular answers have been Caesar salad and Donald Trump. Which Caesar salad? Caesar salad. I know. Well, the Caesar salad it goes both ways. I don't get the Caesar salad. Me neither. Yeah. So you know Carolyn Corrigan, right? I don't. You know Carolyn? No. I do. So her dad supposedy invented the Caesar salad when he worked at the Hotel Caesar. Yes. And so, I, you know, I, all this stuff. And I think that um, when I was 11 years old, my mother went down this to Hotel Cesar's in 1961, and she brought back all the shit, she, the carved wood, wooden bowl, the, the Aztec uh, mixing fork and spoon, and the recipe. And it was, it was amazing. No, it's, we it, was, love it. it was an amazing recipe. But remember, I'll just say, it was really an Italian restaurant. It wasn't it wasn't everybody thinks it's a Mexican thing it's not at all right it was just in Mexico right it was a, it right. was a tableside deal I love table yeah. Caesar I love table so honestly I love table side anything and it's coming back imagine what Romaine tasted like in the early 60s yeah uh, yes. It, 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 yeah. it, it, it tasted like something. Even like I will you say know? this, yeah. and this, I mean, we're getting a little sideways into the food, but like when we moved to California, mm-hmm. we got a simple uh, uh, romaine salad from when I was like, the romaine was so much better just because I knew it was grown just yeah, a little closer. bit closer, and I, I could taste it in the romaine, which is a weird thing. Jonathan Waxman, you're awesome. Uh, Obi Wan, thank you for for gracing us with your presence. Uh, you want to come back on on the podcast and do a, a longer form at some point? We'll catch Anytime. you. Anytime. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you traveling. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Starving for Attention. Uh, do us a favor. Go, oh, by the way, also Rachel Ray once told me that I look like Ewan McGregor who played Obi-Wan, a young Obi-Wan. I just wanted to throw that out there as a total <laughs> sidebar. Uh, jump on over to iTunes and do us a favor. If you like this episode, I know you did. Hit subscribe. Uh, write us a little review. Uh, and until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or podcast1.com. 
Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our sponsors who make this all possible. MeUndies. Get 15% off your first pair and free shipping. Visit MeUndies.com slash starving. To Walt Disney World. Plan your next magical adventure today at WDW. To San Pellegrino. To find S. Pellegrino in your area, visit SanPellegrino.com. For TrueCar, visit TrueCar for a better car buying experience. And Quip. Get your first refill pack free. Go to GetQuip.com slash starving. Wow. Lots of sponsors. That's amazing. I feel so good now. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.